68. I am your usual host, Mr. Jared. I have Jay Joseph Jr. with me. I'm still here from the last time we from, didn't introduce From the ourselves. last. I, I did my best, and I also have Lucio Lorenzino. Hi, I just wanted to say that I too have been in the call for a week since the last time we introduced ourselves. Uh, technical difficulties extraordinaire, Doug Wilson. Hey, Sister Sister is the best TV show of all time. Uh, hard to disagree. And then we also have Mr. Michael Mahoney. I spent most of today looking at a Chinese Pizza Hut menu. I was I was wondering, so did you not go to work today? No, I'm uh, I'm holed up with back pain because ah. of a thousand. Ah, of course. Isn't, isn't got to him. Hmm? Oh, it's the life. Back pain now. He's a he's a back pain. Uh, everybody's got back pain now. Welcome to the back pain cast. Man. Yeah, well, welcome to the grumpy old men podcast. <laughs> I am your uh, I am your spring chicken of a host, Jared, and today we're going to be uh, mad about dubstep. Wait. <laughs> Children use oh, too many curse words. We actually might be mad about dubstep anyway. Children why are we mad about dubstep? What I miss? I why wouldn't we be? Uh, I don't know. Do you not like Skrillex? Um, I like, I like, yeah, I like Skrillex. I listen to. Is Skrillex. that what a Skrillex is? No, no, no. That you're thinking of Grillex, which is the revolutionary Foreman grill modification. Oh, okay. Because I approve of that. Yeah, no, Grill X is pretty extreme and awesome. Etsy makes the chicken breasts on there. That's nice. It expands out the surface area of the grill unless you put like a big old piece of bear, like like a bear leg, you know? Or, or coffee grinds. Or coffee grinds. You can sprinkle little coffee grinds on there. Nobody's going to have any idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> um, should we, Do they ever have any idea what we're talking about? Should we, should we talk about a little bit of, a little bit of news? So let's talk about news. Hey, guys, you know the game everyone's been anticipating was released, right? Was released? Uh-huh. Are you, are you referring... Released. You're referring, of course, to uh, the third entry in my favorite series of all time, right? Yes, I am. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah, so uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 3 is already out, <laughs> which is... Which apparently isn't isn't a problem. Like yeah, everyone seems to love it. Everyone seems super happy, and uh, I think it it uh, weren't the previous games four ninety nine. Yeah, the previous games were four ninety five. So and this, this one, one this one jumped up to seven ninety nine. What outrage? Not Didn't only it? that, but the last one. Half, they won DLC. the LC. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the last no. You you think you're joking? But part two had a ton of day one DLC. Oh, you could buy. oh yeah, that's right. Because you could buy like like uh, just decorative stuff, right? Yeah, you could buy decorative stuff. You could buy plushies. I don't, I don't know why I said that so characters. weird. But... This one does uh, have the one. Doesn't have the one DLC actually. I, no one seems to know much about it yet. Everyone's just really excited to have it. Wait, you know, two is also it's also seven ninety nine. Oh, is, oh, is it? it? On Steam, at least. Is the original seven ninety nine? No, the original no, was five, five, five bucks. Yeah, Things okay. cost more I, than they used to. Damn it. See, this old man podcast. Just, <laughs> just like we said. It is being recommended yeah, thing, by... But that's the thing. They, they, they cost more than they used to exactly a year ago. He released but, but two games it is in being, a year. It is being recommended by my favorite curator of the waifu hunter. But it's... but <laughs> the, the, I, I want everyone to reflect on this. That we've had... We this is, this is the third version of the game. This is the second sequel. And this entire series has only been running for a year. Mm-hmm. Not even... 
I mean, shit, like, Ubisoft needs to call this guy up and hire him. <laughs> They're probably really kicking themselves. They're like, this guy just released three games in one year, and everyone loved them. I haven't played the game, but there's not a lot to it, right? No, they're, no I mean, there's that. a reason that they're priced so low. And so, I mean, it's understandable how he's able to churn them out so quickly. It it does still feel like, I mean, after the third one, you're running a pretty strong risk of exhausting everyone on your series. Like, after three, that's usually when you stop numbering stuff. So, <laughs> so the next one will be like Five Nights at Freddy's Requiem. <laughs> Origins. Six Nights at Freddy's. Ooh, like God. Well, that's when they get to the sixth game, they can do that. No, there are six nights. There are seven nights, actually. I mean, sure, you can change even, the name. You Just can take away everybody's faces. <laughs> Lie, then. Yeah, because I, 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 I didn't even think about that. Five Nights at Freddy's 5 isn't going to... That's not a good title. Yeah. So, so the next one probably be, like, Four Nights at Freddy's. When do we get to Freddy Got Fingered? You know what would actually... You, you, you guys are, are missing the point, though, because you're all thinking of, oh, this guy's going to exhaust his series. Well, he's going he's going to do the second one of these games doesn't sell. He's going to, like, take the money and run far away into some tropical island. This is what, this is what, this is what I want to say about this guy, because he has a really bizarre background that I didn't even know until I looked a little bit more until um, Five Nights at Freddy's 3. Apparently, this dude used to just develop, like, these Christian games for children. And his games would come out, and people would, like, first of all, no one liked them. Everyone was like, oh, this game is, like, bad. But then they would criticize his characters. They're like, oh, your characters are creepy, and they're scary, and they look like bad animatronics. You know, and these, and so this guy was, like, heartbroken that no one liked his game, and he got such bad criticism. Oh. And he says he was really depressed, you know. <laughs> I have to, I, let me pause you for a second. Does this not sound like supervillain origins? <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what happened. Yeah. Like, just a little bit. <laughs> It's it's kind of, it kind of is because he said you know he, in his depressed state when 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 everyone hated his games he was like you know what I can probably make something scarier than these mascots and fucking terrify everyone um, and then that's when he came up with the idea for uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and that's when he released Part One and so he goes and you have to keep in mind like there's a little bit of backstory to Five Nights at Freddy's right he reveals it slowly I guess over the course of the three games. So the the working fan theory is that each of these animatronic mascots, they're possessed by the bodies of dead children. That some murderer walk, walks into the, this uh, pizzeria one day and he just killed these children and he stuffed their bodies into the animatronics. And that's why the animatronics are running amok and, and killing people, um, killing adults specifically. So, you know, this guy goes from making like Christian games for children to horror games where the premise is they just killed a bunch of children. <laughs> He's sellout. Should have stuck with the Christian games. I mean, uh, once you, once you, what will Jesus I, say? I think there's a very real situation where he could make enough money doing this awful horror game that that you know terrifies him uh, and, and horrifies him. And then he could take all that money that he makes and put it back into making the Christian games that he's always dreamed of. But I think I think that's kind of I, I mean I think it's kind of like a last last situation. Five because, nights with so, Jesus. Five nights like, with Jesus. Yes. Coming to all of the major no, consoles next year. No, we again, again, first. This, again, this 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 exists based on one of his Christian games. He like like he did this idea already where you're some kid camping in the woods and you basically have to keep Satan away. Or like his little evil stuff that keeps coming at you, and that's where he got the idea for Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, I mean, that, that sounds more like the Binding of Isaac than a Christian game, but sure. 
<laughs> well, if you if you look at the footage of them, they they look mighty Christian. They do look they do look I very am. Christian. And I mean that in the nicest way that I can to Christians. So um, your games are great. I love them all. <laughs> so so I, I I don't know. I I think if someone you know if you get if you get this kind of harsh criticism, and then you know you just you just take it and you work with it and you decide you're going to make these crazy fucked up games and then just make ridiculous spank off of it. You know, I think it's like perfect revenge. I like it. I admire somebody who can reinvent themselves, who, who tries and tries and tries and then realizes it doesn't work. And so they make a sadistic horror game about murdered children. <laughs> yeah, it could have gone a lot worse. I, it certainly could have. It could be. The <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something traumatic had to happen to that guy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Let's I'm gonna... not make fun of him on the podcast. I'm actually afraid of him. Oh, are we? <laughs> uh oh. Well, we'll see. And have you heard? Have you heard his? Yeah, you heard his podcast. You linked me to them. Oh yeah, that dude's crazy. Okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <is> crazy. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I will edit that out because he definitely knows about us too. So. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to be murdered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, that was that was a treat. Um, let's. Uh, is that a, is there anything else to be said about Freddy? Did anybody actually play it? No, I haven't, I haven't played it. Okay, well then, I, uh, I, I wasn't going to, but I guess after seeing how much everyone loves Part Three just as much as Parts One and Two, did you play I two? Might give it a shot. I have not played two either, actually. Oh, so you're missing out on everything. So I got to catch up. I guess. I guess apparently he changes the mechanics just enough each time. It seems, um, it seems like it might be worth waiting for Five Nights at Freddy's Game of the Year edition. <laughs> That's true. Gold. Five Nights at Freddy's Gold Edition. Gold Edition. Just do it that way. Um, let's talk about some of the other big stuff, because this week is GDC, which is, um, you know, it's, 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 kind of a, it's kind of a thing that people go to and do stuff. And I think um, today, this very day, well, actually, by the time this goes live, it will be yesterday, but... Um, Valve actually like announced something. Oh yeah, it was uh, finally Half Life Three. Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> good okay. try. Uh, no, but Portal. they they did announce. I guess the first step before you see Half Life Three, which is they announced Source Two officially. Um, everybody knew that they had to be making Source Two. Um, it is free for everybody, which is pretty cool. Um, and what else did they do? Oh, the, the Steam controller, they, they finalized the pricing for that, so it's going to launch at $50. It also, if you look at it, I mean, over time, the Steam controller has just turned pretty much into an Xbox controller, um, except it doesn't look as nice to control, so that should be sweet. Um, and then they also showed off their VR tech, their, their Oculus Rift competitor, and uh, apparently that's being demoed with the controller at GDC. We we wouldn't know because we're not there. But but if we were, we would definitely be experiencing that. Yes, we would. I'm telling you. So I so, I, so I don't know. You guys, you guys excited? Source two. Yeah. Yay. Forty percent more sourcier. <laughs> I mean, do you even care at this point? Does it even matter anymore to you? No. Did they show off any games with it? I mean, yet, every, everything's just made in Unity anyway. Why do we need source? I mean, it would be cool to get, like, you know, new games from Valve. They haven't made a game so, in a while. So, so, so Team Fortress 3. 
Well, and, yeah, there's one to do with, with more hats. It's been a long time, but the supposed the, the supposed leaks around Source Two from back in the day always had Left for Dead Three attached to them. So, I mean, if I were a betting man, I would guess that would be the game that that they announced next. But that's the game everyone is waiting for. But, but Who Portal, knows? E- even even Portal Leap. I would love a Portal Three. Actually, I would rather have a Portal Three than a Half Life Three. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I'm. Would also like a half of three. I really, the the like fanboy in me wants the two to converge, right? Maybe, may, maybe, maybe Gary's mod will stop being ugly as sin. I mean, I don't think Gary's mod's gonna change a whole lot. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Who knows? But yeah, Counter I mean, Strike I guess. I guess I, 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 there's so there's so there's so little shit made with Source, and it's like the stuff you get made with Source tends to be really good. You know, it's like I like Left 4 Dead a lot. I like Portal a lot. Um, and Team Fortress 2, I played that in the early days. You know, Half Life 2, I liked um, all that shit. And then I didn't know Titanfall was made with the Source engine. Oh, so there you go. You have that. Yeah, I think it was. Um, so yeah, they, there's some good shit, but there's also not a lot of people use it. Um, what else? I'm trying to I'm trying to just kind of skim what else has come out of GDC. Um, let's see. Oh, this isn't GDC related, but a new version of Unity launched, so Unity Five is out. Um, and that more engine stuff. Unreal uh, Four, Unreal Engine Four is now free for everybody. So now you can make a super sick Unreal Engine game. So now you know, Jay, Homie, Homie Three G Three. Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine 3. 4. Okay, you got it. <laughs> Way it's meant to be played. Uh, yep. The audience isn't going to know what that is either. No, this is this is a very <laughs> exclusive podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this one's confirmed yet or not, but Phantom Pain got a release date uh, for September 1st. I can't wait to play all two hours of that game. Oh, they won't do that to you again. Oh no! Now yeah, you have like three five hours. hours of like. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, now I get three hours, as Doug said. Um, Shovel Knight Wasteland Two coming to Xbox One. That's cool. Hey, how about how about how about that Mortal Kombat guys? Um, <laughs> we had a we had a nice discussion on Mortal Kombat <laughs> during the week, didn't we? We did. What a what a series that just completely went like. I mean, pretty much to the bottom, right? Like, I feel like I feel like Mortal Kombat at one point hit rock bottom. Well, I don't, I don't or, think you go from like, I don't think you go from like a Broadway show, like a Broadway musical or whatever it was, and a, a movie in theaters, right? I don't mm-hmm. think you go from that, and then you go to a ton of games no one's even heard of. Like they had what Mortal Kombat, Mythology Sub Zero. Mythology Sub Zero, okay, yeah, and I knew was that one was a thing. with like some, Jackson. Some of those are good though, like um, like Mythology Sub Zero is the worst piece of shit I've played in a long time. But like Shaolin Monks is kind of a similar Shaolin thing. Monk was good. That's a great game. Yeah, that, that was actually fun. But so I wonder if, you, if we would call it great, but it's great in multiplayer. So what was the, what was the one with the fatalities that basically looked like Looney Tunes that we were watching? So. I would that's, say that um, if you if you follow fun. if you follow the path, there's one good game, right? Two great game, uh, three even better, three ultimate, yeah, hell yeah. And then we transition to 3D, and that's where things start to fall apart. Um, I, I'm telling you guys, I played a 3D game. It was one of the first 3D 3D fighting games, one of the first Mortal Kombat. This is the day when it seemed like you know fighting games had no hope 
in the 32-bit era because on all the 32-bit platforms, they played like ass, like complete ass. And I'm telling you, there was a Mortal Kombat game where it would have to load every single super move that you would pull. Like, you'd use your powers, you'd use the fatalities, and this thing would just load and hang on the loading screens. And you had to ask yourself how this made it past any kind of playtesting. This is like one of the early I mean, ones. There's, there's a very... Um... The, the only thing that fits in that timeline, I feel like, is Mortal Kombat 4. Um, or or Deadly Alliance. But those well, are the only two, I think, that... No, that but Deadly Alliance... Because uh, I remember it was Shang Tsung, right? Shang, Shang Tsung is the name of the guy that transforms into... Unless you're talking about right? Mortal Kombat 3. I might, it, might, no. it, might been, it might have been a, it might have been a port of three because I remember you could play. No, because Mortal Kombat three was so big that like it didn't fucking fit anywhere. Well, I, so, no, like, well, I remember well, the SNES well, version was so scaled down that you could barely move. I had well, it on, on the this Saturn. Is, this is, this is the, because this is the thing. This is the shit. I you could use Shang Tsung, right? And Shang Tsung, at one point, he was my dude. He was my go-to. But his entire thing is based on transforming into the other characters, and every single time you transformed into someone else as Shang Tsung. The game would hang on the loading screen. I swear to God, for five minutes, in the middle of a battle, you would you would in, you would input your command for Shanks to transform, and then you know you and the other player would just have to hold on while he transformed, and then because he was the absolute worst character, he made that game just chug like I've never seen a game chug since. I don't. I mean, think. It, it could be Mortal Kombat three, but that's uh that that's not three D, of course. So if you remember it being a three D game, I. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember if it was three D. It sounds like Mortal Kombat three because I remember it was really bad on anything that had that was a console, basically. I mean, I I had it. I had it on the Genesis at one point and the Sega Saturn. I don't remember it being particularly. Um, well, I remember. I remember having three Ultimate, but I feel like I had that for Super Nintendo, and I feel like that was fucking great. But it might have been. Yeah, that was great in Super Nintendo. Hmm. So. It was well, scaled down though. If you if you're listening and you know what Mortal Kombat Jay's thinking of. <laughs> Let us know. Send us a text. Because um, this is real time. Yeah, send us a text right now. So so let's talk about all the awesome new characters in Mortal Kombat 10. Uh, actually, I I like um, I like what they're doing so far, for the most part. Yeah, it, feel, it feels really like kind of fun fiction-y, but I like it. It's a new direction. And, you know, the story of Mortal Kombat kind of went to hell anyway. And, you know, once you had, like, zombie Liu Kang fighting... Reptile turning to a dragon god, you know, it was time to. So, I think the ones that they've shown off the most are probably uh, Cassie Cage, of course, who is your probably your primo example of fan fiction, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Cassie, Cassie Cage and, and Jax's daughter. Johnny Cage yeah. and, uh, and. Or wait. There's Cassie Cage, who's the daughter of Sonya and Johnny Cage. But then there's there's Jax's daughter as well. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Ja- who's named Jacqueline. Yes. <laughs> um, there's, there's not even... If you look at this, though, like, I'm looking at the roster of what we know so far, and the names are nowhere near as stupid as we've had. Like, there's there's Devora. I don't think that's that bad. Aramak. Yeah. Ferator. Aramak well, um, was doing her own for a while. Kano, Kenshi, Goro... Kotal Khan, Kung, Kung Jin is a little leave something to be desired. Um, Kung Lao is back and he has his hat. That's pretty, pretty All right. tight. Uh, to, See, Kung Lao was my go-to, so I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah. Duke's Fedora. Yeah, Kung Lao's, Kung Lao's a bro. And I think, is, is he is he dead in this one or something? I, I don't know. Oh, no, he died in the last one, in, in the ending of 9, Raiden killed him and well, yeah, but I, I, 
I think all of that is irrelevant, isn't it? Or, or I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Who knows what the, they're the doing? New, the new official Thailand has him dead. But also, fucking Sub Zero was supposed to be a robot now, and he isn't. So you know, who knows? I don't know. Um, that this game looks pretty baller. Like, it, yeah. it, if you if you showed me this, and then you showed me like Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, I'd be very hard pressed to believe that those were made like in the same series. Uh, it's it's astounding and so i mean like i said if you watch it one two and three good games four maybe the worst maybe deadly alliance is the worst i i don't know oh it's four. Oh man fair and tour actually look like a pretty cool group um so i feel like i feel like when we were discussing all this i found this fan artist too who does a really weird combination of characters she like takes mortal kombat characters and then puts them in assassin's robes from assassin's creed and I just had to wonder if her whole thing was just taking, like, washed-up titles and combining them. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I could think that those two titles have in common. Come on. Don't grow more come up with us. I, I think aside, they don't yet. Nine, 9 really kind of fixed the ship in, in my book. Like, I, I really enjoy Mortal Kombat 9. And uh, so, here's the th- so here's the thing. When Mortal Kombat 9 came out, everyone was raging about it. And I played it, and I wasn't that impressed because, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I don't want to say like I'm a serious fighting game guy, but I'm into it enough that I love playing them and I love like like getting them and keeping fresh on the mechanics and what's out. Um, and when Mortal Kombat Nine came out, I just wasn't that blown away. But then, you know, the other day I look at all these videos of like Four and Deadly Alliance, and I'm like, okay, now I get why everyone loves Mortal Kombat Nine. Yeah. Now I have the context I need to understand that. Yeah, it is important. It's a fun game. It is important to note how bad things got for a little while. Um, and X looks even better. Like I can't even. I don't know if you guys have watched the collection of fatalities that have been released so far, but I mean, it's just, it's fucking insane. This game is insane, um, and I'm I'm really stoked because they. I I don't know. I feel like in nine and in and in X they've gotten a little more creative than they used to be. Um, I mean, we we pretty much as a group went through and watched most of the fatalities from 4 and DA and, and the others. And I mean, like, for a while there, it was pretty obvious that they weren't really... They didn't have their hearts in it, you know? <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah. I don't know if it's because the technology was interfering or, or, or what. I mean, of course back then you couldn't have a ton of detail. I mean, you couldn't even animate, like, individual fingers. Um... So I I don't know that that part uh, you know it, it kind of makes sense why it's gotten better now but now that there's room for more nuance it's a lot better than it used to be I feel like I'm I'm actually looking at some of these characters and they are so much more inspired than the, what what they were back in a Mortal Kombat Four and Deadly Alliance so oh that's yeah nice yeah like um, there's, like there's no Cobra who's just <laughs> who's literally just Ken. Go look God, at Cobra go, so go look at a picture of Cobra from Mortal Kombat and tell me that he's not just Ken with gloves. <laughs> he's he's Ken with like gloves to help him take a pie out of the oven. <laughs> it's just useless. Oh, but yeah, um, we're getting closer and closer to that being released. I think that is set for April fourteenth right now. So you can take your big fat tax return and buy yourself Mortal Kombat X. Nice. Mm. What else? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hotline Miami 2? Hotline Miami 2 is next week. Ollie Ollie 2 is this week, and it's worth mentioning Ollie Ollie 2 is free. 
if you're a PlayStation Plus member. And, Ooh, I might uh, give it a shot. I, I would, especially if you like skateboarding games. Um, I, I, I know all about the wheelboarding. I, all, I know all about the grinds. Yep, if you... If I you... know all about the Japan Airs. Mm-hmm, Japan Airs, okay. that's a big one. Um, I, I, I can. Um, they, got, they got 180s, they got 360s. They have 360s, okay. Um, I think it goes. Up, I think it goes to seven, oh, seven twenty. Is there? Is there? Is there a kickflip? Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a kickflip and a heel flip. And oh, sweet! Oh my god, I love heel flip. flip so much. Ghost. A, a heel <laughs> flip. A heel flip is my best thing to do when I go out wheelboarding. Let me really, water. let me really blow your mind here. Okay. How, how about dark slide? Oh, uh-huh. that's that's too fancy for me. Does that get you? That get you, get your blood going. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that dark slide. That's that, that might be too much. That might be too intense. Your juice is on high. You're amped up to eleven. I, I am amped up to eleven. All right. Well then, shit. We should probably move on. But all the LA <laughs> two, like I said, uh, it's it's actually it's pretty pretty good deal because it just came out today. It's priced at fourteen ninety nine normally, and, and it's free for you if you're a PS Plus member. And if it's if it's even slightly better than the first one, then it's probably a great game because the first one was pretty damn good. So, go and check that out. I think is that everything? No, it's not everything. Well, as far as news goes, that's everything, right? <laughs> nope, it's not everything. Well, I guess we could we construe it as news. Um, I mean, this is news that we're going to talk about, right? <laughs> I think it's going to be news. Uh, so, I, I so so tell us, so tell us, Jarrett, because now you're on trial. Please, please go ahead and, and, and convince us why Firewatch is going to be Game of the Year 2015. Firewatch, to, to, those of you, <laughs> to those of you just joining us, is an upcoming title from, shoot, it's like Campo, Campo Wampo or something. Uh, Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba the the band, they got back together and they said (laughs) and they said, guys, we were so good at music, but you know what would really show that we get back up again is to make games. (laughs) Nicely done. So they did. (laughs) And it's and it's called Firewatch. And I would basically say it 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 looks like I get knocked down the the game, like tub thumping the game. Um He does seem to get knocked down a lot. So you play an overweight divorcee, or soon-to-be divorcee, uh, who enlists himself in the park ranger service and gets stuck with the job of checking to make sure that the national park that you are in does not burn to the ground. Um, They released 17 minutes of gameplay footage, and... Uh, I guess I guess right off the bat we could probably say that some people would would take issue with them calling it gameplay footage. No, um, <laughs> I mean you do appear to be playing a game of sorts. There's there's definitely graphics, and you definitely push buttons to make the guy move around. I do wonder, and so. Um, let me describe this game for if you if you haven't seen the video. So, like I said, you're a park ranger. You're by yourself. Uh, you have a radio that you use to communicate with. F- from what I gather, is the person who is probably the only other ranger present. Um, at least if there are more. Delilah, we know her name. It's Delilah. Right. If if there are more people than than I don't know who they are or or have seen you communicate with them in any way. So. 
The demo has you tasked with stopping some teenagers from lighting fireworks. You can see fireworks shooting off in the distance in the park. And again, this is Wyoming in the middle of the summer. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to Wyoming, but... Um, no. It doesn't, I believe it's Colorado, actually. No, it, it's Wyoming. The main character is from Colorado, so you didn't, oh. you didn't even watch it. So I watched uh, enough of it. So really, can on, you I'll, judge it? I'll save um, it. No, he's in Wyoming. They actually they, they did put him in a real uh, park, too, which is just a little ways east of Yellowstone, I believe. Um, so, yeah, anyway, you go in and try to stop these kids. They they mouth off to you. You wander back to your your campsite or whatever, your, your lookout post. Yeah, and, I don't know how he let those naked teens talk to him like that. And you, and you find that your lookout post has been vandalized, and of course the big mystery is who vandalized your post. And while you're, There's more to it than that. While you're walking back, you see a mysterious stranger. But anyway, the, the core thing with the game here is, it seems like most of it is just the... If there is gameplay to speak of, it's done by just examining things and reporting them through your walkie-talkie to Delilah, who gives you some kind of information to fuel the story forward. And uh, the game is supposed to be about... On their website, they describe it. They say, When something strange draws you out of your lookout tower and into the world, you'll explore a wild and unknown environment, uh, facing questions and making interpersonal choices that can build or destroy the only meaningful relationship you have. Which sounds... With Delilah. Which sounds like that could be really bad. Maybe. It sounds like... Well, the only meaningful relationship seems to be with Delilah in the game so far. So, so... I feel like okay, I feel like that was a very good explanation of what they showed us in the game. Um, sure. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I it's so it's so bizarre because when we talked about it uh, in the chat, as we sometimes go over things, I think you were pretty impressed by the title, and I think everyone else was a little bit underwhelmed. Like I'm not saying it was the worst game ever, right? I, all I'm saying from, from my point of view is it looks kind of average. And there's nothing in it, for me, nothing in it of merit that tells me, oh, this is going to be super exciting. I need to put my money down right away and buy it. Uh, but you seemed really offended by this. <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't think that... Uh, and I think maybe Michael spurred the situation a little bit with, with, uh, with some slightly more advanced rhetoric that I'm sure he would share with us right now. Um, I don't remember saying anything that wasn't entirely true. <laughs> Was it Michael or was it me saying that? I don't know. Well, you came in. You came in late, Lucio. It might be obvious. Did you ever get around to watching it, Doug? Do you even give a no, shit? I, I don't. I don't care. You can't even. Right, let me, let me you can't it. even be bothered to pick a side. Not only you go, that, see that you go on a little hike, like... and some teenagers call you a pussy, and then you take that. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Over seventeen minutes. Thing. I don't understand. Uh, like, uh, do you how guys do you let like some teenagers talk to you like that? Seriously, like, fuck, man. Naked teenagers, no less. Yeah. I'm not present for Jared when he has edited this. It could potentially be good if the story is interesting. All right. All right. Hey, the story's not interesting enough, Doug. You have to watch the trailer. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's the first 17 minutes. It could get interesting. It can like, what, not, what if you just go insane minutes, and you end up after, killing after those After 17 teenagers? minutes, there's nothing, there's nothing more that is going to ha- I guarantee you, there's nothing more exciting that's going to happen in that game in the 17 minutes. After the, ban- after the vandalization occurs, I don't care who it is, right? I don't... Might it, be. it could be... It could be Jesus that caused the that when it had vandalized that tower. Um, that wouldn't be interesting to you that an insane <laughs> deity came 
and vandalized your tower. That's Listen. so passe. We've just we've well, been there. We've done that. Hey, hey, Even if you did find him, he's just going to call you a little bitch, and you're going to be like, "Oh, you're right. I'm sorry." Sorry, Jesus. going to call. So this is this is this is this is the thing, right? When when they show the trailer, first of all, the the text for the trailer says, "Oh, check out the strange, interesting, funny, mysterious world of um of Firewatch," right? Mm-hmm. And I had to be honest, I didn't really find it any of those things. I didn't find it to be strange. I didn't find it to be mysterious. I especially didn't find it to be funny. I know that they want it to be funny, but I didn't laugh once. Um, and the mystery they said, I mean, basically the mystery is someone came into this guy's watchtower and they fucked the place up. And now, you, know what? you know what? The problem is the mystery is fucking secret window, I still thinking. You, I mean, to be fair, you don't even know if that is the mystery that they're referring to. Like, that's just the, the little cliffhanger <laughs> no, no, that you stand it. What if, what if this person comes back and terrorizes you more? What if there's, what if it's so, a bear? What if it was just a bear the whole time? I mean, shit. Like, but, but, but that's the thing. I think, I think there's no. I don't. I don't think there's going to be any explanation in that game whatsoever. That's going to be outside of the realm of reality, which is fine. That's a great choice, but that's not necessarily exciting enough for you to pump it up like that. It's a great you know? choice if you left me bored. No, no, no. It's a fine choice, but the way they're hyping it, that's going to deflate a lot of the air out of those tires. Because you can, you know, I, I don't know. If I if I made you guys... Um, I'm trying to think of a good example that's not one of my works. Um, Breaking Bad. Like, if I, if, you, if I made you guys watch Breaking Bad, I'm like, you guys have got to see what happens because you will never believe what Walt buys his son with all of his drug money. If I pump that up as the mystery and then you guys turn on the television and it's like, oh, he bought his son a fucking car, you're going to be like pissed off about that. And that's what I, I that's what I think the problem is. I think as we're watching it, there's like some great little character drama that and, and great character um, interplay that works there. But I don't think that's something that you predicate like the entire basis around. And I, I, I feel like what they're doing is I feel like they're pulling a little bit of the wool over their eyes that they're getting people kind of hyped for this, for this, for this thing. Um, as if it's going to be super deep and mind-blowing and all this kind of stuff. And I think all we're going to get is kind of a slice-of-life experience, and it's just not good enough. And, you know... I can see later. I, 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 will, I will admit this. I, I, I will admit that, um, you know, some of my prejudices towards Firewatch are coming from... It's coming from some of the other games I've played very similar to it, which is like Among the Sleep, Life is Strange, Gone Home, all of which kind of lead you to believe that this game is one thing and then you play the entire experience and it's just very withdrawn and down to earth and and laid back and all that and all that shit is cool but you know don't piss on my head and tell me that it's rain because what you have here is if you're going if you're presenting a a slice of life experience just tell me it's a fucking slice of life experience you know don't tell me that there's some big exciting adventure with the conspiracy that's on level of assassin's creed because that's not what you have here you know, and, and my other problem with it is that the writing in these games, it's kind of a writing that's derivative of um, things that we see in movies, right? That you might see in, I think I cited Diablo Cody as an example of the kind of writing that they're doing in these kinds of things. Um, you know, or like or like Simon Pegg or whatever, or Aaron Sorkin. Um, that's, the type of, that's the type of writing that they want. That's the type, type of style that they're emulating. But they do that without knowing any of the formula that makes that stuff good. And they do that because everyone thinks their idea is so great and so precious and so special and that they're going to portray it through a video game and it's going to be great just because it exists and it's not great just because it exists. And I think that's also kind of what gives a bad rap to the whole games are art thing. 
because you have these assholes like you know the people from Wrestling Strange saying that oh this is going to be such an intense experience or whatever and it's just fucking bullshit and then when there's really interesting games nobody like pays attention to them yeah and I think and I think that's the problem everyone has with you know I can understand I I think I played Gone Home in the right context like I think um, because for me I didn't look into a whole lot of the media around it and I think I played it and I appreciate it for what it is I appreciate it for like the exploration all this kind of shit but um, you know all this kind of thing all this kind of stuff for oh is it a hard game? It's like not a hard game at all. So don't 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 play that. <laughs> um, so I admit that I, I I guess you know there's just for me personally there's nothing exciting about Firewatch. I feel like I've seen the art style before. I don't think they've done anything particularly special. I think it flows nicely as a game. Like as far as watching it is concerned, like if you watch that trailer, everything is smooth. There's there's nothing like any kind of um of artifact. I have to ask though, Jared, you took it so personally when we said we weren't interested. Were you, is your like life dream to retire and become a park ranger in Wyoming or something? No, I, I just, we can go hiking. I think that, I think that you guys have made a lot of a, a lot of uh, presumptions about it. Just and I think that you're right. I think that there is a when, good chance we, we made those presumptions 100 percent off of what they gave us as like a a way of telling us what their game is about. It was about hiking and taking shit from drunk kids. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you, you don't even get to see like a bull in those naked teenagers. Yeah, that that too. That pissed me off pretty bad. I, I want to go. I want to. I want to go back to this too because I, you know, we. I guess I, I guess I mentioned something last night where I said this is if this is seventeen minutes of the game and if I'm supposed to expect something to happen after and I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that. There's more to the game than this, right? Um... And then I think we got into this thing about a game having to set itself up in the first 17 minutes. And I think that is entirely true. And now, I'm, I never said Firewatch didn't do it. I think Firewatch sets itself up entirely in those 17 minutes. And that's why I'm saying you can't expect anything more out of that game. I think you you see what you're getting. I think you see that every single... And, and what for me, what really turns me off is he looks at something, he has to call Delilah, and then Delilah comes back with like a sarcastic quip. Depending on how bitchy she feels, she'll respond to you in a certain way. She'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to say something incredibly snarky about this," and that's like the and that's the entire game. And I cannot tolerate that. Found <laughs> a tree. Oh, there are trees out in the forest, dumbass. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. This rock is so beautiful. Yes. I mean, so, yeah, the main character sounds like a big pussy. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, do you know what was like real touching human drama to me? When Colonel Volgan had me like strung up in his torture prison and he was electrocuting me trying to get the philosopher's legacy. That's human drama. Right. And there's I mean, I don't think you I don't think you're really giving this game enough credit because they're very, very similar. If if not identical. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have to kill your mentor is always a traumatic. I I think I I think I would be on your side, Jared, if the if the acting was good and the writing was good. But none. But both of them are like average at best that's like and that's being that's being uh, uh generous I, d- I don't think there's anything wrong with the i don't have to say all that like based on, on what i've seen on that game that job is probably the worst job for this guy <laughs> to be yeah, to be alone true. in the woods with with a uh, with a bunch of alcohol with just well, one he, doesn't, woman. he doesn't really seem to do, know anything about um 
the woods in particular. The wilderness, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, I, ha- I have to hike in the wilderness. It definitely seems like a bad fit in that. They're, in that regard. they're animals. <laughs> <laughs> I see some claw marks from bears. Yeah, there's no bears. Well, we kill all the bears. Fuck the bears. Yeah, so are you supposed to be in charge of them? He also threatens to eat a really, really old granola bar. Yeah. <laughs> what if you later um, on can kill bears? Will that will that bring your enjoyment of the the game up? Maybe. What if you get killed by a bear? I think there's a bunch of places that they could go that could be interesting. I want to hunt the bear. Oh, there are. I mean, there's a lot of ways this game could be interesting. It's just nothing in the trailer suggested that it will do any of those things. But see, and and then this is, this is I want to get back to this because I feel like if something like that were going to happen, because you have to keep in mind, those 17 minutes are the entire first day of the game that they showed us. Like, that's the whole first day. Uh, and in other games, like if you were playing, say, uh, Parasite Eve or Five Nights at Freddy's, you know, the entire first day, after you play the entire first day, you know what the game's about. You know the gameplay model. You know what you're going to get. And I think, you know, I think we cited, I think you cited, no, not, not we, I think you cited that nothing happens in the first 17 minutes of Chrono Trigger, which is untrue. Because in Chrono Trigger, what you get, right, is you get that fear. And that little fear that's going on is training you how to play the game. It's showing you how to fight in combat. It gives you your first party member. It shows you one of the most important plot devices, which is the pendant. It shows you to pick up items and to eat them. And it shows you sure. three mini games but, 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 that become but, important later on. So it shows you all of the gameplay. It shows you all of the gameplay. It trains you how to play the game. Um, you know, it's it's almost game making one on one. It's like you pop in a you pop in a Mega Man cartridge, and the very first level, the very first enemy you see, it's going to show you the pattern of that enemy before you ever have to fight it. And then you go in and you fight that enemy, and you know what you're in for for the rest of the game. So I think Firewatch has shown us everything that's going to happen. I think in that game. I think it probably did too. I think that you're probably <laughs> not going to do something other than than click through a story basically. Uh, and if, if you, I, I don't know where this is, where this like, well, Jared must mean that later on you're going to get a gun and you're going to go on a rampage. Like, that's not what I, I don't think I said that. No, we're, we're just saying that's what it would have to do to be a game that's but worth playing from, from a narrative perspective. I think there are a lot of games that take longer than 20 minutes to get going. I mean, shit, any Zelda, for example, for just for starters, um, I mean, there's I, the the list goes on. I could find a bunch of stuff that that took more than 17 minutes before there was any kind of narrative arc. And and by the end of that 17 minutes, they've at least presented to you what what they believe to be the first. If you if I'm throwing up some air quotes here while I say it, the first mystery of the game. And uh, and I think you're right. I think that there there's a good chance that they'll go like a Scooby Doo route. And and do something yeah. like oh the the ghost was just mean old Mister Mendelssohn who lives up the hill, <laughs> and and I think that that's shitty and I and I hope that that's not what they do and I also can acknowledge that that's that's pretty likely like when, just knowing that we're dealing with an indie game, the odds are really good that that's what they're going to do, um, yeah. and so if this is a gone home then I won't be happy about it like in, it, they would have to do something pretty compelling with with the two main characters. That I that I don't think they're going to be able to do. Um, I mean, don't get I wanna, me wrong. If the, if the game went in the direction where Delilah was in love with you, but was also going to try to torture and kill you, I'd be down for that. But you wanted to be misery. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah, sure, that'd be good. They kind of set that up with the with the uh, the whole you know uh, vandalism of your station. Like you you tell her that it happened and she she basically just kind of almost like blows it off like oh that it doesn't matter it's just it's just something that could happen and she says like oh i'm going to report it and then 5 seconds later she's like there i reported it and you're like that was quick yeah i was suspicious as fuck 
So okay, well let's let's see. I mean, if it turns what, out to what be I want fun, out of this game is if I, I want you to coke. go back to the um to the. I mean, go back to the teenagers and you want to throw that radio at them. If you want to, uh, and so like, yeah, seriously, why didn't you throw the fucking radio into the lake? Would, <laughs> I've always I've always wondered. Would that like that wouldn't like hurt you, right? You'd be fine. No, it wouldn't hurt. It you. wouldn't hurt you. Okay. No. What if you were holding the radio? Would it hurt you then? Well, it's battery no, powered. It's probably not Pro- going to be a problem. Probably not. If you're yeah. if you're taking a bath in the tub and you drop your iPad in the tub, what will happen? IPad. It will be all six hundred dollars. Yeah. But you'll be fine, right? Yeah. Well, there's I'm like a one in know. ten chance you'll be transported into the video world. <laughs> It'll be like so. your, the rest of your life will be like Captain N. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Potentially resurrect Steve Jobs. I don't think any of those sound right. Maybe he could. Maybe he could possess your body. At best. Also yeah, possible. that might be. No, happens. he just comes in nude in your bathroom. <sighs> you can't get him to leave. So, 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 did we work out all our issues with Firewatch? Should we talk about video games we played? What, I, what, have, what have you guys even been playing? I don't even know. Uh, I don't think I ever talked about Revelations two on the podcast, did I? No, you did not, because that was in the span of the last week. Okay. I can't talk about all the stuff I've been playing. You can't talk about the stuff you've been playing. Oh, that's right, because it's under, it's under embargo. Uh, uh, that's right. So, well, I, I, I hear very good things about the stuff you're playing. Shut oh yeah. Don't, don't don't even don't even play it. <laughs> don't even play that game, Jay. What do you think of Resident Evil Revelations two? I heard it sucked and that it was a bunch of garbage and everyone should avoid it. And also yeah. that they rendered. Uh, the underwear of female characters because they're sexist. And it looks like the story's bad, and Claire looks like a frumpy old lady, like a mom. Hey, Jay, what happens so, in the first 17 minutes? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the first 17 minutes, you've basically gotten the entire Claire and Moore storyline, and then you move on to the second set of characters. Um, or that might be, I don't All know, right. you, you're, probably, you're probably at least through the prison by the time that happens. You've at least solved that part of it. Um, oh, so the whole game doesn't take place in a prison, like I was promised. Like, yeah, the whole thing doesn't take place in a, in a prison, like you were promised. It takes place on a, on one island. It's a lot like it's a lot like um, uh, God, what's the name of the Cold Veronica? Veronica? Skyrim. Yeah. yeah, Skyrim. It's not like it's not like the game Skyrim. <laughs> There's a dragon that shows up, and you know you find out there's the Dovahkiin. So that's all of that. Lady Dovahkiin. I can't believe so, the, actually they're doing I've that actually, shit again. I've actually heard all the criticisms that you guys have levied at the game. I've actually heard, like, whether you guys are being um, facetious or not, I've heard all those criticisms levied at it. And I think Resident Evil is in a place where it doesn't know what it wants. And I think the fans are in a place where they don't know what they want. Uh, now, for me, as a fan of the series and as a fan of survival horror, I saw what they were doing with Revelations 2, and I was pretty pleased with it because it seems like they're trying to push it back in a direction where it's closer to um, a lot of their older titles where it's more about kind of the mystery and the puzzle solving um, and making you feel helpless. Like there's not a ton of ammo. There's not a ton of healing. You like, you find a lot of stuff early on, but you kind of have to make it last. And that's how you played a lot of the older survival horror titles. Um, And I've seen like a lot of mixed feelings on the game. I think mine were overall positive. Like it's definitely not, it's definitely not five out of five, and it's definitely not like true return to form with the series. Like, there's definitely stuff they can improve, um, but I think it's a better showing 
overall than what it has been just in terms of how they're trying to clean up the story and make things make sense and all that kind of stuff. Like, like let's, let's, let's be honest here, right? Resident Evil is a franchise where if you wanted to do a full reboot of Resident Evil, I don't think anyone would complain about that. Like, if you wanted to bring it back, how they bought back Tomb Raider, then no one would have any qualms with that. Because it's kind, of, it's kind of a series where you just need to burn it all to the ground and start over for the best shot. But since they are continuing their little, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, their little narrative, their whole franchise, you just got to do the best of what they got. So Claire and Moira are part of a group called TerraSave. And it's been established now, like, like we're long past saying it's just a zombie outbreak. Now they call them bioweapons. And, you know, they say basically people engineer and create bioweapons and hold the world in the grip of Terra. So it's supposed to be very relevant. Um, only instead of ISIS beheading, beheading people and recruiting teenagers, you have people releasing bioweapons. Um, so, Terra, what, so Terra Save is basically uh, the Red Cross of this bioweapon influence world. They go to these habitats, they're infected, and they bring food and medicine and all that sort of shit. So Claire is some kind of big, important CEO or CCO or whatever she's supposed to be at the group. And Moira is kind of like her little intern hire. And both of them get kidnapped by some unknown forces. And she wakes up in a prison. And um, they have these little bracelets attached. They're supposed to monitor their fear levels. So with, um, with Claire and Moira, you have you know one character. Claire is very armed. She's got, she knows how to use the gun. She knows how to use the shotgun and all that kind of shit. Uh, but they really kind of toned her back from what she used to be. I think in the earlier game, she was just, you know, in Cold Veronica especially, she's kind of an action hero almost. Um, especially from that opening scene where she's just kind of running through the office building and fighting guys with guns and blowing up gas tanks and there's a helicopter shooting after her. She doesn't do any of that shit anymore. Um, so they really kind of like toned her down. But she's still the, she's still the woman that kind of knows what's going on. She's been there, done that. And Moyo's more kind of like the scared, fragile individual so Moira kind of refuses to handle a gun, and she's more there to take care of some of the puzzles. Um, there's one really great puzzle where you have to control both characters at once. Moira, you have to use her to crack open a door, while you control Claire to spin around this kind of flaming tube to kill all these zombies coming at you, and use her shotgun to fend the others off while Moira finishes trying to open the door. Um, you know, and it's like it's like this nice interplay of characters, and they do it so that you actually have to rely on using Moira more than you have to rely on using Claire because Moira is really the character that can find all the objects and find the puzzle pieces. Um, you know, so the natural instinct, right? If you're playing a game where you have to escort someone, the natural instinct is to stay with the heavily armed person. So that's who you want to be. But Resident Evil Revelations really forces you to be the person that's more about the exploration and finding shit. Um, then there's a the second group. I'll spoil it on the podcast. I don't want to spoil it in the article. There's Natalia and Barry Burton, who you play as in the second half of the game, and they play in a very similar fashion. Barry is like the super armed uh, military guy. He's got like a machine gun, all this shit. And Natalia is the one who can like sense the zombies and sense items and all this shit. So again, you're controlling Natalia for a lot of the time, and then Barry for the heavier combat sections. And I think these days, unless you're a game like Five Nights at Freddy's, where you're completely defensive. Uh, defenseless. I think these days you kind of have to escalate the enemies in order to get that same feeling of defenselessness. So I think Resident Evil Revelations 2 does that well. I feel like the enemies in this are probably smarter than when I saw them in like Evil Within. Like Evil Within had enemies that just weren't that smart and easily and easily fold. And I think at least in, in Resident Evil, um, 
they're smart enough to follow you through some doors and they're smart enough to pull you off ladders. Um, and then you just start getting stronger and stronger enemies later on. So even as Barry, you know not to waste your magnum ammo and you know not to waste your automatic ammo and, uh, um, you know, just save them for the strong shit. So I don't know. I, I think overall, it's still in some good stuff. I'm, I'm curious, because uh, I, think, I think we talked about this earlier. No one here played Resident Evil 6, right? Nope. Nope. So I saw it being played, and I was pretty mad about it. So we ought to skip that one completely. <laughs> um, now, the other thing that you didn't mention that's kind of of note with Revelations 2 is this whole kind of mess with its PC release. Um, yeah, well, I, I, did, I didn't mention it. <laughs> the, the, I, like, well, so, I guess it's a bigger mess than I, than I made it for. So... so um, well, what do you what do you know about like the last thing that that has happened with it? So last I heard was that there was supposed to be um, a cooperative play mode, and a lot of people seem to have been looking forward to the raid mode of this game, which is kind of an action RPG mode uh, where you just shoot zombies and gain skills. Um, so I think people were looking forward to using the cooperative mode in that, and I know the cooperative mode was completely taken out of the PC kind of last minute, like they didn't even tell anyone. Um, right, in, their, in, including the Steam page, unfortunately. The Steam page, so they didn't tell anyone. And then when the game was released, they just kind of edited it last minute. I know that the PC had a ton of frame rate issues that made it near unplayable. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I missed? Yeah, so actually, since then, since that point, um, so they released a statement saying that they canceled it and that it wouldn't be possible to incorporate the, the system, and they were very sorry. And uh, I guess we can all just live with that. Like, there's no, like, if you're unhappy, you can have a <laughs> refund or something like that. Like, like just, boy, this sucks, doesn't it? Sorry. Um, and then, like, I mean, less than a week has gone by, and modders have already unlocked and released the mode. Oh, wow. And so, and so Capcom has reversed their stance and is now allowing you, if you've purchased the game, you can, you can basically enroll in one of the beta builds, and that has the local co-op enabled in it. Um, with the only caveat being the the only real like hitch uh, right now seems to be that you have to have two controllers. So if one person wants to use keyboard and mouse and the other person a controller, you, you can't do that. It has to just be two controllers. So and, and that's really that's really like classic Capcom, isn't it? And I think that's um because uh, oh man, I think I guess the other piece of news this week was that um Far Cry Four they announced their DLC, their their story DLC. The, the oh yeah, the Yeti, the Yeti right? So I, I, I feel like something similar happened to the call the Cry of the Yeti or whatever it's called and uh, Revelations 2 in that people are really rebelling badly against these games or DLC or whatever you want to call them. Like people are really fucking pissed off even before they were released and before we knew the problems with Revelations 2. People were just like really fucking pissed off. Like fuck you Capcom trying to get my money, trying to scam me with episodic content and fuck you Ubisoft, I wasn't this DLC part of the game. And, you know, it's great that they're angry. It's just, man, I guess with the exception of the PC release, which people have a right to be mad about, other than that, people are angry at the wrong stuff. And consumers are sending, like, if if a consumer decides to boycott the good game, like if you decide to boycott Revelations 2, which um, all but the PC release actually is pretty good and it actually is the developer trying to return to Resident Evil to something that's, like, sensible for the survival horror genre, um, or if you boycott something like Cry the Yeti, because Far Cry 4 is a complete game. You can't say any of those guns that's going to be in Call of the Yeti was held back from us. 
right? Everything, everything's in there. Everything's in Far Cry. Like I have more guns than I can use in that fucking game. Yeah, you have, you have more than you need. You have more than you need, and you know this, it's a complete story. So it doesn't feel like they took every anything out of the main game or to make that DLC. It does feel like that DLC was developed as a full story DLC. Um, so you know when you say I'm not going to buy this stuff, that shows them that you don't want to buy the good stuff and that they shouldn't try. <laughs> that's the message you're sending like don't make good content don't give us the good shit we don't want to buy that uh keep abusing us like you have been that's just sending the wrong message that's being a dumb consumer being a smart consumer would have been researching the issues with unity it would have been researching the issues with resident evil 6 and resident evil Rec- you know operation Raccoon city it would have been researching that shit and then not buying it and that's how you be a smart consumer and that's how you protest what you don't like. You know, I, mean, you don't I, I think that's a that's an important one, which is if you bought AC Unity and you're mad about the Far Cry DLC, like oh buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You got exactly. that you got that backwards. Yeah. That's so I, and, and like I said, I get it because like with Capcom saying, Oh, we're just not going to do it, like I feel like that's a classic Capcom move because they just don't want to spend the money. Um, and you know, they do abuse player wallets and I think that's like a fair anger to have and like a fair, fair criticism. But I, I think as far as Revelations 2 goes on the other platforms, um, you know, you don't, if you want to see Resident Evil return to any kind of semblance of like sensibility, that's not the game you punish for. Um, I don't think. Let's talk about, let's talk about one more thing before we, uh, before we move on, and I want to I want to pose a question to you guys because this has been a this has been a hot topic for like the last two weeks, and I, I think that it's um it, it's interesting to get people's opinions on it. Um, does a game's length affect how good that game is? It depends on the game. So I'd like, say yes on either side. Like I've definitely played games that have been too short. You know, feel like a ripoff didn't really get a full experience. At the same time, I've played games that I've really enjoyed until they reached a certain point where I thought, like, man, I really wish this was done with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, so like maybe right now for me, Dying Light is an example of a game like that where, like, I, ha- I had a great time with it for the first 12, 13, 14 hours, and now I'm kind of ready to be wrapping it up, and there's just no end in sight. <laughs> like... It, it seems as though it's just going to go on forever and ever and ever. Um, conversely, uh, maybe you guys have heard of this new hit title, The Order. <laughs> does that ring a bell? The Order kind of does the exact opposite, which is it, it starts like getting started, and then and then they're like the end, <laughs> and it yeah. and it's a little frustrating to you. Um, and, and I wrote about this in in my review for the game, but I think my biggest complaint about The Order is not really related to how long it is as much as it is like I, that game could have still been like a three or a four even clocking in as short as it did but it's this presumptive like nature where they're like aren't you excited to see this well wait for the sequel <laughs> and i mean this isn't like call of duty where i know that there's a sequel next year it's the it's a brand new like ip like you shouldn't i, I don't know i think that i think uh I mean, it's it's trying it's a, trying to fuck on the first date, right? Like, so I, I, put, yeah. put it back in your pants, the order. I don't even know if I like you yet. I don't know if I'm going to buy a sequel. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, Lucia. What were you? No, I'm saying that a lot of the games that I really liked have been short, 
But I think you have to have a very good, like, tight package for that, right? Sure. You can't just. And I think part of the problem with the order was that I think that wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are also complaining about how short it is. I think I'd probably always go back to The Last of Us as being something that was a pretty good length for, like, a good length to story ratio. Because what I think it was like nine hours, something like that. Um, so like just, just short enough that I didn't feel like it had overstayed its welcome. Um, and I mean, of course that game comes with multiplayer and a bunch of other shit too, to make you feel like you didn't just waste a bunch of money. So, you know, like Jay said, it depends on the game and there are certainly other factors. Um, but to, to, to comment on the order, like I said, I think the, I think the key mistake that it made and the reason why it has rubbed so many people the wrong way isn't so much because it was so short, but because it was just so like, like I said, presumptuous, right? Like they they just assumed like, well, you you know, we know you had a great time. Yeah. Now wait for now wait for date number two where we're really going to. I like, I like how angry how angry the developers are that that no one super loves their game. Boy, they didn't handle it very good, did they? <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised because the way that. The way that they've basically behaved, I'm surprised when bad reviews and feedback started rolling in. I'm surprised that they didn't just say, okay, fine, we're not going to make a sequel. Like, because that's what we really wanted. <laughs> yeah, we're going to punish you. Fine, then. We won't were, we were release the second half of our amazing game that you loved. You'll never find out about the werewolves at all. <laughs> oh, and do you guys, you guys aren't going to play it, right? Yeah, no, no. even if you no. did it so short. Let me let me like spoil this for you because I think that the ending is pretty superb if it was attached to a different game. So you you're in the order, right? You're you're a dude, and you're in the order, and you have all your knight brothers or whatever. And like, here's I can run you through like the bad story beats. So there's one knight who's older, who um who you don't ever really get to like work with. He's always going on the missions with you, but he's separating and going to other places and stuff like that. And he seems like kind of a, a badass dude. And every time he says like, every time he calls you like old friend, um, you just know that like, he's definitely going to die <laughs> probably pretty soon. <laughs> and, and like, there's, there's, a, there's at least one point where he, where he has, you, you keep seeing him talking to like these mysterious people off screen. And you ask him at one point, you're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'll tell you later, old friend. And it's like, oh man, that guy is so dead. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing else that could happen to him except exploding, which he does. Um, <laughs> And then so later on, so you find out what he had been investigating the entire time is that the people that you're fighting against are actually good people and the people you're working for are actually bad people. Go figure. Like, that's very, you know, dumbed down, but it, it that's basically the message. Right. So you confide in this guy who you have barely interacted with the entire game. He doesn't even go on the missions with you, so he doesn't even have, like... I mean, this this other dude, you're supposed to feel a lot when he dies, but the thing is, is like you don't even spend any time with him. The only reason why you think that you're friends with him is just because he tells you what good friends you are every time you see him. <laughs> like, boy, we are great friends, aren't we? It would be such a shame if something bad happened to me, but luckily it won't, for sure. Um, and this guy is like the exact opposite. Well, he he's the same in the sense of like, uh, he's he he's telling you like oh you're you're such an old and dear friend and I trust you so 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 come with me so that we can expose this secret, 
so, I mean, just based off what I told you, he's going to come help you guys expose the secret. Can you guess what happens? What happens? He's a bad guy. He's, he, he's a bad guy. He betrays <laughs> you. Um, shocking. And uh, he... Did he, not see that come. He actually is a lichen, it turns out. And um, so he betrays you, and then in the span of about an hour, maybe two hours tops the game comes to a close and it ends with you. It ends with this really slow cut scene where like you have knocked him out basically and gotten him on the ground, mortally wounded and you're going to do him a solid and put him out of his misery. So you, you like very slowly load your gun and the whole thing's got quick time animations for it. So there's, you know, press square to cock the gun and you, you sad music plays and you hold the gun like right up to his face. And, and then it, it, there's this little pause, this little dramatic pause before it makes you pull the trigger. And the whole time it's like, who fucking gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. Like, I hey, mean, that's your old friend. He's my old friend. He's popped up like twice in the game. He's just, he's so meaningless. It means nothing. And, oh my God. Like, it's. It just, was the potion evil? No, the potion's not evil. Oh, At it's least. Just potion. It, it, well, I mean, it, it does, like, it, it does good things to you, but um, it, <laughs> it does not seem to be evil. And that's what I was thinking, too. Do you, do you want to know the conspiracy? I'll tell you the conspiracy. Yeah, tell me. All right. Please. You are, this is so weird, you are partnered with a shipping company, like a like an India trading company, who is sending vampires to the Americas for you. So you're, you're putting vampires in crates and then sending them to the Americas. But the game has vampires too? Yeah, the game has, the game has vampires. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, to what end are you doing that? Uh, well, the, it's the order, it's the evil for order. It, it's are you the, like just... Are you just trying to like set up the stage I don't for know. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I don't know. Like you encounter the head of the order, and I don't think he's a vampire. And his son is the guy who betrays you and turns into a werewolf, so he's not a vampire. Wait, maybe vampires aren't allowed on normal steamships, and so you have to smuggle them in. That's it. They just pay you a lot of money, and you right. just. That's I mean, it has to be hard to travel by ship if you're a. Vampire. And so, like, and so, like, there's this, there's a romance interest. I'll link you guys to the video later on if I can find it. There's this romance interest throughout the game, and uh, or a very light romance interest. And she, um, when you when you betray the order and you get like kind of set up, she is the one who doesn't believe you, basically. Um, who who? What a bitch. Right. She becomes suspicious of you and doesn't and doesn't have your back and doesn't trust you anymore. And uh, I, that's pretty nice and cliche, too. And um, her final scene in the game is you, you never encounter her again after after you are betrayed and, and escape the order. You never run into her again like you think you're going to because there's a great dramatic conflict to be had there. But you never actually see her again. The last thing that happens is she walks into a brothel, I believe, where you had been previously. And she breathes really, really weirdly heavily. Like, the voice actress is, like, breathing into the microphone super heavily, and she walks around the room and looks at stuff, and then she looks right up at the camera, and she says, I will not rest until I have defeated the rebels, or something like that. And then and then you never see her again. It would have been better if she's like, I'm pregnant, and it's his. I'm pregnant, and it's his. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I knew he had given me the clap. Uh, Which no. of you houses did you get them from? Just none of it worked. So, anyway, maybe that gives you guys a good idea of what a... It was really bad, and Seems like, like a masterpiece. And me. like on reflection, it's worse. I I would have probably given it a one if I hadn't had fun shooting stuff. Sometimes, like I I really do like some of the guns in the game, and 
Um, and it is gorgeous to behold and look at, but uh, that that's about it. There's not much else I, going on. I didn't know that that um, the order had rocketed so many online feuds, not just between the developers, but it seems like you know reviewer against reviewer. Um, it's so bad. Eric Kane of Forbes had to go ahead and call out some of the smaller reviewers who were like calling conspiracy theories against the order's bad scoring. It seems like you know other developers went ahead and, and shamed the developers of uh, of the order. Like Cliffy B had to come out and say something. Like I is it is it? Let me ask you this, Jared. Yeah. Is it a, is it a game that everyone needs to get this upset about? Like it matters as much as drinking water. I don't know. It's uh, it, it's really it's a seriously insulting game. Like if <laughs> if you bought it and got to the closing and none of like the main story arcs are resolved, like I think I think that's pretty insulting. Um, imagine if Empire Strikes Back is the first Star Wars movie. Like, it's just... And, and that even works, too, because then everybody... You haven't watched these relationships form. You're just listening to everybody talk about what great relationships they have with each other. <laughs> and, and so it's basically like that, and then a cliffhanger ending. The, it's, just, it's just a giant wet fart. And if I showed you none of Star Wars and just showed you Empire Strikes Back, you'd probably be a little irritated. Oh, and I charged you $60 to watch it twice. <laughs> so that you get the full length. Well, yeah. Wouldn't it be like in movie terms? It'd be like if the movie was like 38 minutes long. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think it's 38 minutes long and started in the middle. So, so like Metal Gear Rising, that's another game that, that clocks in around or under the five hour mark. And I'm so much happier with it. Like, I'm fine with it. I paid a full 60 bucks for that game and I, I didn't mind at all. Like, it didn't really bug me all that much. The, the it didn't live up to it and and that game doesn't even really have a great story like i'm not that hard to please just don't <laughs> ah the, this game like i said it's, it's just oh it's so skeezy it's it's putting their hand on my leg in the car and we just met like don't just back <clears throat> just back it up please buy a dinner buy me dinner first it didn't buy me dinner it bought me an appetizer at applebee's and i wanted a blow and then took and then took me home <laughs> And when I wouldn't let it inside, it's like, well, you just wait until date number two. You're really going to be blown away. But what it doesn't know is that there is no date number two. That's not <laughs> happening. Oh, man. You uh. fucked up date number one too bad. <laughs> and so anyway, uh. that's that's the story about the game that took me to Applebee's. <laughs> there you go. You should buy the order. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious. Think of Applebee's. So, um, I think that that pretty much, that, that's a good solid week right there. Um, I want to mention next week, we're going to do a special Chrono Trigger podcast because the podcast actually comes out. Is it the 20th anniversary? I think on the day of like either the 20th or the, yes. is it the 20th or the, is it the 15th? It's something. It's a significant date to Chrono Trigger. It's not just like. Yeah, 19- no, it can't be 15th. It didn't come out in 1999. Yeah, no, not quite. Uh, so 1995 is when Chrono Trigger came out. So, so whatever that comes out to be. Um, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk about that a little bit. And uh, well, if we're wrong, we could always get in the epoch and change history. No, we we can't. Oh, can't, okay. Can't be done. All right. So, uh, yeah, anyway, come back next week and join us for that if you've ever been a fan of Chrono Trigger or its much superior sequel, Chrono Cross. Oh, 
I didn't know you didn't just say that. Yeah, well, that's what you get Fucking for talking Jerry. shit on yeah. Firewatch. That's so mad, Jerry. Anyway, if that made you mad, you can write to us at contactedenemyslime.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We're at the Enemy Slime on both those services. Uh, be sure to check out our website. We write stuff there. We do all kinds of wacky stuff. You're really going to like it. So uh, go check that out, too. And.